I love how I love how uh, we've got like almost no preparation whatsoever. We just sit down and we're just like, okay, gonna record now. Yeah, <laughs> we're professionals. Yeah, uh, I'm act- yeah. I'm actually a little bit uh, preoccupied at the moment because I I just got my first power bill in Montreal. What is it like a crazy power bill? Yeah, it's uh, I'm apparently using more than ten times the amount of electricity in Montreal that I was using in BC. Uh, so my first bill is for one month and it's $335. What? Uh, is it maybe heating? I, I, I have, I have no idea. Like we had, I mean, it's, it's damn cold out, but we had all our heaters turned to like 15 degrees Celsius, which Hmm. is by no means hot. Uh, and overnight or i've apparently used around 60 kilowatt hours hmm. so it's not just that uh rates are higher it's literally this crazy yeah it's it's literally the apartment somehow is is i don't know if the meter's broken and it's just spinning extra fast or something because that seems like i don't know i i in bc i was not even using 60 in a day so to use it overnight when we're like doing nothing except sleeping is like pretty frustrating to have to pay for phone charging hmm wow man good luck maybe there's uh some out of control appliances or something yeah i've got to check to see what our fridge is doing because that's like other than the heater the only thing that was running last night so brutal man yeah i think that's so that's that's higher than like my parents power bill and they live in uh nova scotia which i believe is the uh, highest electricity rates in probably the developed world or whatever yeah and well uh, ontario is apparently really bad uh, oh really uh there yeah i mean there's there's people that are just paying this and it's like fully legit that they're paying 300 plus a month uh it's pretty but, insane. I mean, most, most of those people, yeah, most of the, most people have houses. Yeah, I think, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. No fun. Yeah, so I'm I'm a little preoccupied with uh, that and a little uh, unhappy with uh, a, a bill that's about ten times more than I was expecting it to be. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you my bill story. We get a bill for a thousand dollars from uh, my health. Um, insurance company saying that like the hospital had uh put in a claim for a thousand dollars and there wasn't enough information so um they were going to work with the hospital uh and if they didn't uh get any more information they'll just process the claim as is which i just assume means charges the full amount um and the date of service was uh december 25th 2016 and i know we weren't in the hospital on that particular day so i don't know what that's all about and every time i've called them i've called all kinds of people and they're like ah we don't know what that is <laughs> so uh there's a letter saying i have to pay a thousand dollars but no one seems to know what the story is yeah so lovely yeah we had something similar to that happen uh by the way can you hear my kid in the background vaguely okay i'm i'm hoping it's incredibly quiet I, i've changed my whole microphone setup and stuff but it's like supposedly minus 20 ish outside right now so they didn't want to go outside <laughs> that's fair um vaguely yeah not enough that it's uh well he's yeah, he's he's anything. screaming pretty loud in in a different room so i can hear it quite yeah. loudly but, <laughs> right uh you're good. you're good uh yeah we had something similar to that when he was born like the the, the medical bills in the US just completely blow my mind cuz it's like every like if a doctor sticks their head in the room to ask you if everything's okay, then they expect that they're going to charge you like a few hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I glossed over the bill. It was just so crazy. We had a, um, one of those high deductible plans that like max out at some number. And yeah. so we maxed out and I knew that would happen. And I just took the bill and said, yep, whatever. Yeah. Tack on all you want. Cause it didn't make any difference to me. So Yeah. My my first hospital encounter in the in uh, Merca, um, obviously I knew nothing about what was going on. Otherwise, I would have th- done things a little bit differently. But I got a kidney stone while I was in the states, and uh, having not quite experienced th- that before, it's it's quite a bad pain that you get. 
Uh, and probably terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what's going on. It's like, I'm like, okay, am I having like a kidney failure? Is my appendix bursting? What's going on here? All I know is I'm in like excruciating pain. Uh, I need, I'm going to go to the hospital. And even though we lived very close to the hospital, I stupidly decided to use a, an ambulance. I think you told me, yeah. <laughs> Very stupidly. Yeah. Uh, so that didn't work out too well. Uh, and uh, I think the, the overall bill after our insurance paid for stuff ended up being something like somewhere between three and $5,000. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, man. I was just like, oh, holy shit. In Canada, this would have been maybe $100. And that would have been exclusively for the ambulance. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't been in the. Uh, I, I haven't needed an ambulance yet. Um, I, I hope I don't. But yeah, uh, yeah, you hear stories. I, I know it's crazy. It's just crazy. It you know it, yeah. I I lived close enough to the hospital that if I'd known that's how much money it would have cost, I should have just walked. But I was in so much pain that it was like it took me like ten minutes just to get down the stairs to the, our front door, and I was just like. Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It it felt reasonable at the time when I had no idea what was actually happening. Well, m m uh, healthcare sucks too because or paying for it anyway. Because like you you have to sign all the consent forms and stuff. You're basically saying, I'm giving you, um, you know, the right to charge me whatever you want. Yeah. I don't ahead of time get to know what that number is, but I promise to pay it. Yeah. And then, of course, it has to be reasonable or whatever. But it's like, I I I had a. Uh, a test done like i had an endoscopy done yeah and um they uh so the consent form is like of course i don't remember the exact word wording but it's like you know i i trust that you will make professional choices and and i will go with it basically right yeah so i had a uh endoscopy done and the doctor basically said you know you look pretty fine i'm pretty sure you're fine but we just took a biopsy of this one little place to make sure whatever yeah. i wanted to check this other place too and so, you know, I'm okay with that, whatever. But then when I get the bill, it's like, you know, you get your endoscopy bill and the biopsy bill, and it's like several hundred. Yeah. So it's not like they took a little scrape and then they said, you know, we can test this. It's going to cost you hundreds of dollars. <laughs> I don't think it's anything. It's just like, oh, yeah, I, I sent that test away, you know. Yeah. Expect a crazy jacked up bill in the mail. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's what I signed up for. <laughs> yeah. But it's not like... I don't. I don't know. It's just there's always something that is just kind of an eye opener. Yeah, and it's it's pretty insane for us to complain, considering like uh, your employer, I imagine, gives you a pretty decent health insurance, as did Andrea's. Uh, if you consider how many people live there that just like have the bare minimum insurance now that they legally have to have it. Uh, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I I I'm kind of not really complaining. The way I think of it is like. If I think of how much more tax I'd be paying in Canada, yeah. like that tax differential compared to what I pay here, um, my health, uh, my healthcare deductible maxes out before that. Yeah, it's smaller than that amount. So I just kind of at the start of the year pretend that that's just healthcare money, and it's almost it's kind of like already gone, if yeah. you will. Um, and then I just ignore healthcare bills. It's like I know they'll max out. Um, if I don't go to the doctor so much, it'll be less than this number. I'm assuming I'll pay, you yeah. know, whatever. Cool. So it's more of a, a spectacle to me to look at these medical bills and be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, exactly, Ex exactly as you say. Someone without healthcare, uh, or sorry, without uh, insurance, like getting these crazy bills must just be a, a you know, a, a panic attack killer. Yeah. And plus, uh, yeah, the the insurance company, like on my bill, it always has um the actual charge and then the. Uh, the uh, negotiated charge. Yeah. So I assume, I guess if I didn't have health insurance, it would just be that like enormous number in the other column, uh, which is like always about double or triple the uh, negotiated charge. Either that or it might be like considerably lower and they're just like negotiating <laughs> a larger rate because they know the insurance company will pay for it. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, the power bill was one troubling thing about Montreal. Uh, the other troubling thing that I noticed is uh, I went into a store recently and I was looking at the magazine section and there were absolutely no video game magazines on the shelf. How can you live there, man? <laughs> 
Well, in the day of digital, uh, uh, whatever, digital magazines taking over, it's, maybe that's to be expected, and that's the sad reality. It's it's weird, you know. I I it, I guess it makes sense because uh, I personally haven't bought a video game magazine in uh, at least five years, and mm. and so I get I guess it's just a little bit hypocritical if I'm not going to buy something within a five year period to just expect <laughs> that it's still going to be. Uh, Great about it. That there's still a market for it. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I I wonder. Like you know, you can compare all the different print media and yeah. even just newspapers and stuff. If uh, video game magazines particularly have taken a uh, a hit, yeah. or if it's just kind of an industry wide thing. Uh, what was the last video game magazine you bought? Uh, I probably bought a GamePro magazine at one point when I was like <laughs> flying on an airplane. <laughs> it's great. So GamePro, we agreed to talk about magazines today, and the first one that comes up is GamePro. Like every time, I, when I, I thought GamePro was long since dead, I haven't seen it in years and years, and yet it was kind of a staple of my childhood. Yeah, like, you'd go and get the newest GamePro, and did you see that awesome game in GamePro? And like Super Nintendo, or I guess Nintendo had their magazines, and you, then you had these magazines devoted to uh, Genesis and Sega stuff. Um, and I was, of course, like the big Nintendo guy. But at the very least, even I could admit, like GamePro was at least kind of that that middle ground, like that unbiased view by people who who looked at both systems and and would give kind of a. It's not just they wouldn't just be on Nintendo's side all the time. Actually, yeah. I almost felt like GamePro tended to to kind of maybe they were Sega fans or something. They tended to go that way, but um, you know, they at least were a third party. <laughs> yeah. to, to look to yeah I, so I just looked it up and <laughs> apparently GamePro's last issue was in winter 2011, 2011. Uh, Ooh. so it must have been oh, like close enough that it makes me sad yeah so that, <laughs> it's not it, like it ended in 2000 so it must have been like 2009 or something when I was flying to the east coast from Toronto that I bought a GamePro magazine at the airport and that <laughs> I think must have been the last time I bought a video game magazine uh, yeah. so it's it's weird to be nostalgic for this thing that I just had no use for. But, you know, it's it's weird to, to go in and look at a magazine section. It's like there's knitting magazines. Like there's literally a knitting magazine that comes with <laughs> yarn in a plastic bag. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no video game magazines. But no video game magazines. It, it, it's, uh, I don't know, it makes me sad. But at the same time, I completely understand it. Uh, it, I, I feel like, you know, knitting, there's probably no sense of urgency to get the latest, uh, knitting news, uh, yeah, right. so that you can buy your $60 yarn on, <laughs> when it's released on Tuesday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I mean, maybe there's right. people that live like that. <laughs> Um, well, <laughs> maybe, I mean, there's, there's a niche market for everything. There's probably, I'm sure there's like a knitting, like Reddit channel. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, where, you know, <laughs> all that latest news is uh, flying through. Uh, so I think the biggest magazine demise, certainly, I mean, everyone, I don't even remember GamePro ending, so that tells yeah. you how little I cared. But I mean, Nintendo Power ending was like yeah. the end of an era for me. Yeah. And same thing. I mean, I wasn't subscribed i it was just kind of i just assumed it would always be there <laughs> yeah and uh i mean in retrospect i don't know like i think i kind of i would have almost happily subscribed i guess like, yeah i remember the game the game pro uh, sorry the uh, the nintendo powers of my youth were just so cool like maybe that was just because i was uh like so into those games and it's just so much yeah. fun to look at all the like the maps of castlevania and secret of mana and just you know the nestor comics and zelda comics and everything and mm. the later issues were just kind of like I don't know. I just felt they were really fluffy. It's just like here's a bunch of Nintendo 64 games. I don't care about whatever. Yeah. Like, um, it, I guess in like '93, you could basically limit all of your reporting to games on Nintendo systems, and I'd be happy. Versus like in 2010, I felt like I was just getting a, a limited slice of of the whole picture. Yeah. So I didn't care so much. Maybe. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. I don't know. Um. I the last game magazine. Amongst the last game magazine I bought, 
game magazines I bought. I tried to buy the last issue of Nintendo Power. It was sold out everywhere. Yeah. But I got the second last. <laughs> <laughs> so, high five. Uh, you, I think you had, it was the second last. You, I, I can't remember. You had a subscription of that when you were a kid? Um, kind No, not really. Um, no. Uh, somebody we know had a, <laughs> so, <laughs> had a subscription <laughs> and he gave them all to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how you you completely fully say the name and then you're like someone we know we'll just bleep that name out or something <laughs> you sure <laughs> so I have all of those in my basement along with um, a whole bunch that I myself had bought yeah uh, along with a bunch that I had inherited from a neighbor whose name I don't remember Andrew something but it doesn't matter but Andrew anyway, Dice um, Clay he was he never went to our high school he like lived somewhere else and he came his parents were divorced and so he lived there in the summers so only and then we'd always like play games and he like gave me all this game stuff because he was too cool for it or something Hmm. uh yeah so um anyway combined i have actually of course some doubles too but quite a good collection of nintendo power in my basement um, which is nice I'm 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 mildly disappointed about my lifestyle choices. Uh, <laughs> okay. Like when when I was little, we ended up um, like I used to watch Game Pro TV, uh, and we had. I don't. I can't remember if I had a subscription to Game Pro. I think that was just something that we would regularly buy from like Shoppers Drug Mart or something. Uh, yeah, I certainly never had a subscription. And then we did end up getting a, a subscription to Game Player Magazine. Hmm. Uh, which I remember really liking game that player. Yeah, game player. I don't know if I. I don't even know if I know what it is. Uh, they they had a lot of, um, it was like Game Pro basically, but it, the hmm. the reviewers were much more sarcastic. I remember there was oh awesome. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I remember like there there would be like you you write to the editor or whatever, and the editor was like such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> like Sweet. like he would just like make fun of people and stuff and like i i, I don't know i remember thinking it was cool and like they they were big on doing like april fools jokes and stuff uh nice. g- uh game player april fool mortal combat uh <laughs> apparently it's called it game players uh, yeah, yeah 89 to 98 yeah yeah i had that when i was still living in amherst i think um I uh, anyway, okay. I'm not. I'm not going to bother trying to skim that because I can't talk and read at the same time. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had a subscription to Game Players, and I remember really liking that. Um, and then I eventually got the Nintendo Power subscription when we moved to Truro. And I remember when I uh, when I got that subscription, I think they sent me like a, a VHS that had like <laughs> behind the scenes footage for Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> nice. Uh, so I don't know that that was a, a really cool era for me. I, and I, yeah. And when they moved on to start covering N sixty four stuff all the time, and I didn't have an N sixty four, then I like lost that, and I got a subscription to the official game. Uh, sorry, the official PlayStation magazine, and they always right. used to come with demo discs. So that was amazing. That was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, I loved that. I didn't have a subscription, but I I would I I probably bought it every month. I mean, I just I would very regularly go and get it. Mm. Um, so I I don't know if I have any of those. I think the only magazine I ever like like loved enough to hold on to really was the Nintendo Powers. So um, even though I like I had a lot of like PC Gamer and uh, PlayStation Magazine and some other obviously Game Pro, um, they don't survive today like i don't i don't know where they're not in my parents basement whereas there's an enormous stack of nintendo powers yeah um yeah uh yeah did you did you uh you said you started nintendo power like i guess if they were talking about donkey Kong country it'd be kind of like mid to late super nintendo yeah it would have been 95 that i first got a subscription yeah i not to just exclude you, but um, the early 90s ones were my favorite. They had like the thick spine and then yeah. they, they were just like, I don't know, chock full of like a lot of like game art and uh, uh, like they really laid out all the games and stuff. Plus, I mean, it was that early-ish Super Nintendo era that was just a lot of fun. Like they did the uh, the special on uh, Castlevania, like the Super Nintendo Castlevania, yeah. as well as like, um, uh, I mean, the Secret of Mana uh, 
magazine. I guess the secret, the one that covered Secret of Mana was like my favorite thing in the world at the time. And I draw all the weapons and and like imagine other games that were as cool as this one and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I just looked. And at, I don't know what. I, oh, I sorry. I just yeah. looked it up, and and you can totally get the uh, that Donkey Kong Country promo VHS is totally up on YouTube. So I'll I'll link to that in our post. <laughs> Sweet, and I w- I will follow up and watch it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I remember they had um they had like the top however many games each each uh each issue. It'd be like the top 50 from NES, the top however many from Super Nintendo. I'm trying to remember, I think Nintendo was red, Super Nintendo was green, Game Boy was purple. And then for a while there they had a top <laughs> they had a top 5 uh Virtual Boy games, <laughs> which I mean, everyone makes fun of because there was only I think 12. Yeah. <laughs> but then and then they I was like always crazy about like statistics and stuff, and so they had like, um, like they, it was almost like uh, like I don't know boxers who are like at the top for you know however many consecutive weeks they'd give like some weird, like how many weeks it's been on the chart kind of thing or yeah. like music I guess. I think for Nintendo like the Zelda the first Zelda game started at number one and maybe like was always between one and ten, but at the end of the um, when they stopped listing Nintendo games. It was still on there, so it was like the champion for being on the list for like every single week of the of the Nintendo uh, top twenty or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Fun yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I I definitely subscribed a lot, and I I would definitely uh, go to the store frequently when I was in high school and whatnot, and and buy copies. But I don't know. I guess that is just indicative of the time that we were growing up where we didn't have the internet full of all these blogs really and, and stuff right because uh, and you know i didn't even have smartphones like when i would have bought that game pro uh, back in 2009 i didn't have a smartphone so like there's no such thing as like just loading up some ebooks or something to to read on the flight like that's why i was buying a magazine yeah it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it's another one of those bittersweet things. It's like game packaging and game boxes and manuals that, have, you know, obviously now that we have digital distribution is kind of a mainstream thing, mm. that's a dead art, right? And so magazines are arguably the same deal. I mean, they never really, it was not, it's not really a respected art so mm. much right like i think um like if you want game art you can just buy a game art book now or like or and, and probably find some sort of archive on the internet and i think you even Whereas, have to like i think that was a large part of the reason i was getting turned off the magazines too is like i used to really love all the artwork that was in those uh as mm, a kid yep. and as we moved into the 3d era they just increasingly were using screenshots and using like the 3d models instead of illustrations Absolutely, yeah. Uh, especially like Nintendo Power. As soon as Nintendo sixty four came out, it was like they just wanted to show off that. Yeah. That like uh, I don't know. It, everything looked like it was from Donkey Kong Country, but even Donkey Kong Country, like obviously they, I think they developed it on like silicon graphics uh, workstations or something. Yeah. And then so the actual like raw image was still higher, of course, like resolution than what the Super Nintendo could do. But the uh, uh, Nintendo Power images were all just. It was that like silicon graphics, uh, yeah. original, I don't know, rendered image or whatever, just everywhere. And it yeah. Was, yeah, it was a huge turnoff. I keep going back to the Secret of Mana thing, but it was just this fully illustrated guide to Secret of Mana. Yeah, yeah. That's why I love the magazine. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't need like the screenshotted guide to whatever Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's sad because when I moved to Australia, uh, I had like a huge stack of this stuff and I was just like, uh, do I put this in storage? When am I ever going to read this stuff again? Let's just cut down on belongings. Uh, and so I remember, uh, the studio that I had just, like, I knew that I was going to be moving to Australia before I finished up at my previous job. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I remember just taking like over a period of a couple days just like taking stacks of these magazines and I would just like leave them in the washroom because <laughs> 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 like th- there were a bunch of people who had already done that with sports Gold sports line. magazines and car magazines yeah. and stuff and, and th- there weren't any video game magazines I was like okay you guys 
you're going to get to catch up on your 1995 video game literature. <laughs> you, you know, magazines are one thing, but it's funny to me that you, like, at this one point in your life, just purged your, your I don't know, childhood of all, like, yeah. And so, I mean, I, I don't know. I, f- I feel like if I was uh, actively talking to you at that point, I would have probably, like, bought half of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> magazines are a little tough, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, you know, I, I love those. I, I couldn't just put them in the recycling bin. I, I had to mm. at least make an attempt to get someone else to take them. It's like when, when <laughs> in the movies, when people leave their infant daughter on a doorstep and ring the doorbell and run yeah, off. yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, see, they can't just put the kid in the dumpster. <laughs> well, some people, some do, but yes, <laughs> you have a heart, right? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I had a weird train of thought that I'm going to try to remember while you say the thought that just came into your head. Uh, I was just going to bring off all of the uh, the one-off, um, I don't know what they're called, I guess strategy guides or whatever that Nintendo used to produce right. that I thought were super awesome. Um, yeah. And some of them were kind of, uh, I think some of them it's like you'd, you'd start a subscription to Nintendo Power and you'd get them, um, like the Super Nintendo, uh, I forget what it's called, Password atlas or whatever and yeah. there was like a guide to uh how to win at video games mario paint oh right right <laughs> that, that wasn't made by nintendo i know the one you're talking about <laughs> they had a mario paint special and it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> like reproduce recreated all these like scenes from uh uh like famous you know like zelda or metroid or whatever so um nowadays of course on a computer it's incredibly easy to just you know get a screenshot and zoom in and look at it and stuff but back then like if i wanted to recreate link yeah I'd, I'd have to, I don't know, have it on another screen and look very closely at the super blurred out pixels to find his his bitmap and or like take a picture and then with my crappy camera, you know, it was just, it wasn't a trivial thing. Yeah. So here was this guide saying, you know, here's Link's sprite exactly. Go nuts! And it, it did a lot of that stuff and it was, uh, I don't know, it was really really cool. They they showed how to make games. Yeah. Um, and so I thought, wow, I can make video games with Mario Paint. And so this magazine was like a godsend to me at the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they had that one and they had the password. Mm, I, I don't think it was Atlas. Maybe it was. Let me. It was just a huge. It was almost like a, just a huge list of passwords and cheat codes to get ahead and stuff on Nintendo games. But it was officially published by Nintendo and it was awesome. Really cool. Yeah. And there was a third one. What was the third one? It was, I think. Oh, well, the third one was just a game guide. It was like an early Super Nintendo era game guide of Super Nintendo, Nintendo, and Game Boy, those three. And it was just going through all the games. Yeah. It had like a picture and I think a rating and something. Um, those three were awesome, but my, my all-time favorite will always be the, uh, the official, Nintendo play, uh, official Nintendo Player's Guide from, I think, 1990 or 1989 even. Actually, maybe earlier, eighty-eight. I think. Do you know the one I'm talking about with the black cover? Uh, I'm googling it right now. It says it's from eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Wow, it is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Game. Okay, Game Atlas is the other one I was thinking of with the passwords and stuff. Yeah, the official Nintendo Player's Guide with the black cover. Nice. Um, a complete review of over ninety games of your NES. So I got this because this is one that my neighbor had, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't need this anymore." And <laughs> it's still my favorite book, like ever. It's basically. I mean, if you look on the internet, you'll just see like pictures of yeah, old yeah. pages. They just had like maps and yeah, the maps and of reviews of all these games. Yeah, they 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 describe every single Nintendo game, which at the time was, as they say, over ninety. Yeah, yeah. Every picture <laughs> at the back. They, at the end, they have like a so they go into detail for the um, important games, but then for like kind of lesser games, they have they have just like a listing at the back. Yeah, um, but for each one, they have a picture, describe it, describe the the maker, of the year it came out, and so on and so forth, and. uh <laughs> the people who had it before me had like in pen written on each game like what they thought of it yeah <laughs> so they were trying to go through all the games like this one sucks this is great yeah and i remember that they uh they uh they hated uh ghost and goblins and that always stuck out to me for some reason uh yeah i i i used to buy the strategy guides too like there there were like uh paperback novel style things that were like how to win at nintendo games and they would have like <laughs> strategies and then for like castlevania 2 and stuff you you came to um uh my junior high but i think we did not share the same elementary no certainly yeah did your elementary school have uh scholastic book fairs uh yes and i tend to so this, I, I think i bought basically just calvin hobbs books 
Oh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. I, so I always bought Nintendo strategy guides. That's it. They, had, they actually had Nintendo game. Like, I think the one you're talking about, let me look it up. How to win at Nintendo. I think so. How to win at Nintendo games with like the weird like animal on the cover. Uh, okay, I know that one, but it's not the one I'm thinking of. I do know this one. I'm This like paperback thing, right? Uh, there's one. It's yeah, like, yeah. It was definitely how to win at video games one through three that I had. Strategies. Oh no, I had the fourth nice. one as well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Strategies, Nintendo games. I don't know. There was this one particular one which I don't have anymore. Um, but it was like it was more like magazine style. Like it was that shape, kind of like A one size or whatever. Oh, there it is. Yeah, hot tips for the coolest Nintendo games and strategies for Nintendo games. Yeah, okay, these two. All right, look up hot tips for the coolest Nintendo games. So it was like, that's another, I guess, dead art in a way. And I knew this wasn't an official um, like Nintendo-produced thing. But uh, still, I mean, they since it was very pixelated games, of course, they would just like make their own interpretations and their own art for stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I remember it looked like shit. Like, it looked terrible. But it was, you know, I think that was kind of part of the fun to me anyway at the time. And it was still a lot of fun to read through and uh, kind of get this third party's, like, take on stuff, I guess. Uh, Yeah. uh, So one thing tangentially related, I love to use that word and have never once looked up how to pronounce it. Uh, Tangential. (laughs) Um, uh, so I'm, I don't remember if I ever mentioned this to you, but I've just like for kicks, I'm like making an ABC's book for video game characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I, I started it a long time ago and wrote it and then just never went back to it. And, and I decided to start working on it again this past week. Uh, nice. so I revised all the writing and then collected all my, my reference art for the, uh, for the, the characters I want to draw. And I've given myself okay. like some criteria on how to go about doing this. And one of it is okay. like, um, I, I'm, I'm not recycling franchises. So like, uh, so for example, Legend of Zelda, I'm going to include Zelda cause she starts with Zed and it's hard to find characters that start with Zed, but because I've got her, I'm not going to use Link or Ganon or anyone else. Right. Right. Um, yep. and so one part of it is like, I'm trying to, to do uh word like a little story for each of them that's just like a quick little rhyme that's based off of their character obviously and so right. i wrote a description on zelda based on her actions in the 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 canon of the original zelda game but the problem is uh, if i draw a picture that looks like how zelda looked in the original game i don't think anyone is going to recognize her <laughs> uh i would <laughs> <laughs> like there are literally two drawings that I've seen of her from that first game. Uh, and right. one was in the strategy guide. <laughs> so it's like there, there is almost no artwork of the original Zelda. Uh, so it's, huh. it's, it's weird. It's like if I went, if, even if I drew her as she looked in the Super Nintendo, I think everyone would all, all of a sudden recognize her. But she was like a brunette with just a plain pink dress, basically, originally. <laughs> you, uh, you might have to cheat your rule for that one, I think. I, I'm, I'm debating it. I'm, I, I don't know. I might just like draw it and then stick it on Reddit and then wait for everyone to complain. And if they do, then I'll redo it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's well, it's such a recognizable character too, right? I mean, she is now. That's what I mean. I mean people would <laughs> recognize that it's not what they, what they, are used to or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so so far, uh, I I did a drawing a long time ago of uh, a Bobo from uh, Double yeah, Dragon, yeah. Uh, and I think I'm going to redo it because I've 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 found an art style that I, I'm satisfied with trying to pursue for the book, and that didn't quite fit into it. Uh, so, so far I've only got Ultros done at the moment. From cool, cool. Yeah, I think I, I saw uh, a Facebook post. Yeah, I've, I've got a, yeah. a, a full color version now. But... No, nice. Excellent. Well, keep me posted. Uh, so if we, if we can't uh, get our magazines, we'll make them. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, whatever happened, I guess that... I guess you had a free subscription at one point for uh, Game Developer Magazine or something. 
Uh, I did. Well, it wasn't a free subscription. It was, I think it was a, a Christmas present or something. Oh, right, right. Um, it was cool. For you, cool. you was, personally didn't pay for it. I personally didn't pay for it. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was very cool. Uh, I mean, they, I, it didn't last very long, honestly. Yeah. I, I only got like less than a year of them before they decided uh, to discontinue the magazine entirely. Yeah. Um, but it was organized into sections. So they'd have like the section on art, the section on like software tricks or whatever, you know, implementation stuff. And then the, the section on... Um, postmortems. Uh, I remember kind of like... Dis- yeah, postmortems was there. And then there was design and then there was whatever else. Um, and uh, I actually enjoyed it quite a lot. And then... So that the company that owns or owned, I guess, uh, Game Developer Magazine also was the parent, same parent company as Gamma Sutra. Right. Um, and if memory recalls, uh, they were basically like, yeah, no one's reading the magazine, so we're just going to put all of our content on Gamma Sutra. Yeah. Uh, so just, you know, that's the magazine now. Gamma uh, Sutra so is we're weird. we're canceling this. It's, so, I, well, it's different, too. It's a different yeah. experience than the magazine was. Yeah. Certainly. And it's like, I find it more, it's not, not to criticize it, but like the magazine was more what I was looking for kind of. It's like, yeah. it was really like, there was a big section on like, well, it's curated, stuff. right? It's like, yeah, well, of course. But I mean, even so, like, like they be guaranteed once per month to have this very interesting, say, programming article. Whereas Gamma Sutra, it's like, I don't know who the original writers were for the magazine, but I don't are they not even making the content anymore? No. I don't really see any of that content. Yeah. It's like, it's just, it's, it's not a replacement for the magazine so much as it's like in a similar vein. So satisfy yourself with this since yeah. we don't exist anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, it, it was, it was cool though, I guess when the magazine got canceled and the company gave everyone a free subscription to uh, GDC Vault for like a year or something to, yeah. to make up for the fact we'd paid for a magazine that's not going to exist anymore. Yeah. Although in a sense, it's not really free if you've paid for the magazine, but I didn't pay. So I was like, uh, okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think I only got like five or six issues of the magazine, though I had known about it before I got the subscription and probably bought a few then as well. Yeah. That was cool, actually. I like... You know, now as an adult, uh, that interests me mm, almost as much, I guess. Like, like, just a pure games magazine with game news is okay. Yeah. But I like, of course, like game art and like kind of in-depth analysis of designs and stuff a lot. So that's why, again, going back to those early Nintendo powers, that appeals to me a lot. But mm. um, given the choice between just like here's some game news and something like game developer, um, I was very much more interested in the in the second style of like analysis of games more so than news so yeah yeah it was fun while it lasted yeah uh i don't i, I don't think i'm i don't know maybe if i ever happen to be in a store and i see a magazine i'll i'll, I'll pick it up but it's uh i don't know it, it's still tragic that i i just don't see the magazines at all anymore <laughs> well, it's the, the, I don't know. Uh, the, this is the same as uh, as I feel in the music world, I guess. Where like, uh, you know, my my son is never gonna open up a CD and flip through the booklet while listening to it and stuff. It's always just gonna yeah. be like MP3s and. Yep. Yep. I know. Uh, it's kind of a, and even like, let's say digital distribution started including these things. Like, let's say mm. I, you know, I. I don't know how this would happen. I doubt it ever would. It would just be a hassle for people, of course. But like if Steam games came with like digital packaging or something, right? It's yeah. like, it's just, I, it's not the same in a way. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe no, I'm not. just, I'm just such an, yeah. And, and maybe I'm overly analog or something, but um, uh, <clears throat> as like a quick example, kind of, um, I read a lot, a lot of articles, just technical articles or like whatever art articles or whatever. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't, like staring at a computer screen, I very often find myself printing them off and reading them. I'll just occasionally print a Gamma Sutra magazine, a uh, Gamma Sutra article rather. Um, and I don't know why. I just like reading the physical thing. It just doesn't strain my eyes so much or something. So the, just the experience of looking at a physical, you know, printed thing is just pleasant to me. I've never printed an article, uh, but I used to print guitar tabs um like whenever i was trying to learn a song like the trying mm-hmm. to trying to keep all that on a computer screen just felt wrong to me consider uh, c- compared to right. like having it on physical paper uh 
which is I don't know. It's I, I, maybe that's just has to do with the awkwardness of of sitting at a desk with a computer with a guitar. Uh, <laughs> Possibly. Uh, but yeah, I, I I remember like when I bought Nino Kuni, uh, that has like a digital manual with it, and uh, like I don't know, I don't like having the digital manuals. Like uh, I I would much rather have the game ship with a manual. Hey, have you seen the new uh, the Switch hmm. packaging? No, it's, I haven't. Oh, it's it it's ridiculous. They've got like a DVD sized case for the for the games uh but the games themselves are like smaller than 3ds it's like a 3ds thing right yeah <laughs> and there's no book inside it either so it's just like oh, this... come on <laughs> <laughs> come on come on name a standalone game that they're selling i, I, I just uh, got the breath systems. of the wild oh well duh is that like the only uh, it's the only game i ever hear anyone talk about is there any other games i have I mean, no breath idea it's supposed to be this fantastic masterpiece apparently but well yeah it's it's like apparently like almost every review site has given it a perfect score um yeah yeah and so that i the, just the fact that there's been like 20 different places giving it a perfect score is, is what's made me start paying attention because it's like yeah yeah up until well, nintendo now, needs that right like yeah they they need to sell this with with their games and they they can if they do it well so yeah so it's it's good that they're that they're realizing that because i don't know i'm <laughs> yeah. i'm still annoyed enough with the the launch of the uh the mini classic that it's i i've just put no uh emotional investment into the switch at all like i know next mm. to nothing about it yeah i'm very close to that wow seriously the ratings are crazy on this game yeah they're like almost perfect across the board yeah in the whole hi- in the whole history of uh metacritic it's only behind <laughs> ocarina of time yeah which i don't think uh, i don't think ocarina fairly deserves that high of a rating at all I entirely agree, entirely a thousand times over, but the world seems to, yeah. you know, love this game. Uh, that's, well, uh, I'm certainly interested. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> in intrigued. Uh, I'm waiting to find yeah. out more about the dev kits. Um, apparently the dev kits are going to cost like $200 more and they're like available to anyone. Um, so you, you could have a Switch that is, for all intents and purposes, a normal Switch, but also allows you to... Yeah, well, that's that's what yeah. I want to hope to to find out is whether or not they can just mm. commercially play games as well, or if they're pure dev kits, uh, right? Because I I think for uh, I think for the Xbox One, like if you get a dev kit, uh, you can't actually stick a disc in it. Mm. So I uh, see. So I I haven't learned enough to to know whether or not uh, it's going to be worth getting a dev kit or not. But I might. Yeah, I saw some people. Yeah, I saw some people like touching on it, uh, like discussing the dev kits and stuff in the news. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a there was a guy at work actually um, selling a Super Nintendo dev kit. <laughs> <laughs> or not Super Nintendo. Sorry. Uh, 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 PlayStation Two. Okay. Super Nintendo would have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forget how much he wanted for it, but it was it was cool. Yeah. I think I I might have even seen one somewhere before i don't know whatever. what's weird is that there was a company that went bankrupt in in vancouver late last year um and so they just sold everything in auction which is weird because okay. like the the dev kits they don't belong to the companies they like are on loan so right okay so anyway they sold their like playstation 4 dev kits and stuff and i, I guess when you buy those they're just you know the ip gets locked from sony and it, it's just completely a brick basically so, mm. <laughs> so it's just a, a showpiece more than anything yeah yeah anyway got it uh did you get any gaming in this week um yeah uh well so i've i've set this somewhat pointless but uh i've set this uh, this goal of playing at least an hour of games a day this year just because i did so little gaming last year yeah like compared to every other year of my life so um this year or this week yeah just mostly uh ftl um yeah i think just, i think just <laughs> playing it <laughs> i i can't remember what day of the week it was but there was like a, a, a i like sent you a quick message and i was like uh what do you want to do for the podcast And you're like i'll talk about it later i'm busy and then like an hour later i saw you on steam loading up <laughs> ftl <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so uh, <laughs> I was busy. What do you <laughs> um, yeah, I I've been taking your uh, tactic of like squishing it in whenever I can in my yeah. schedule, rather than like, waiting for this like perfect dedicated like it's 11 p.m. and everyone's asleep. I'm gonna play games for three hours, kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm, I'm probably going to just beat the game. I don't know. Just have fun with it. Yeah. Uh, maybe beat it on at least medium, yeah. um, which I am about to, I think. And then, uh, try hard mode. But I was, I, I don't know when you first started, there's the option to turn on extra features or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we recognize, we recommend this if you're an experienced player. So I was just like, eh, it's probably like, you know, um, stuff that wasn't available day one that yeah, was exactly. added to the game or patched in. So I'll play it a few times with that off just to get the feel for it and then turn it on. So I'm just I'm just kind of trying to experience the game a little. I actually like it a lot. It's my my kind of game. This weird, quirky like simulation y thing that's it's not like hardcore like SimCity simulation, but it's just yeah. kind of fun. You know? Yeah, it's weird. I uh, I put a ton of time into that and it's it's weird because it's like uh I I really like the gameplay of it. Like it's it's got an addictiveness to it because it's like so unpredictable and you've just kind of got to beat the odds. But that's mm. at the same time what I don't like about it is just the complete randomness. Like I so, I I had put like 70 hours into it almost and there's like a a, a, wow. a race of crystal crystalline aliens and it's just like mm. you have to randomly get like I think like four different events to happen across your playthrough in order to unlock them. And because it's all random generated, like in theory, I could play for a thousand hours and never get it to unlock. Yeah. I'm really not down with that kind of stuff generally. Like even like, like some people want to want to get every single um, achievement or whatever. Like I, I don't care about achievements yeah. at all for the most part. I mean, if, if a game has like three achievements, I might be like, okay, I'll do them all. Or I'll like look at the achievements and yeah. see like, like what I'm missing kind of like, or what other people are doing even yeah. like if I just beat a game, it's like, okay. And then I notice there's an achievement for something I've never heard of. I might go and find that cause it might be interesting to me. But, um, so, so like FTL, uh, I don't know. There's like a bunch of achievements I don't care about. And mm-hmm. then like, uh, like that kind of thing, like rare aliens. I don't know. Is it going to make the game more fun for me? Eh, I probably don't care enough. So yeah. I probably will not put 70 hours in. I enjoyed it enough. And, and I, when I, I, I was less in like clear my backlog mode at that point and just into like I bought this game and I really love it so I'm just gonna keep playing it and playing it and playing it. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. Uh, it's 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 nice to get like that with a game every now and then. Um, of course, yeah. Well, I, I myself, I'm not. I don't feel done with it. Yeah. You know. Uh, so I, I don't know when that'll be, but I'm just gonna like. Whereas like say Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, I beat it and I thought, mm, yeah, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I yeah. could have gone and maybe unlocked whatever or did whatever but i just didn't care enough. I, I guess that's partially the difference between like a roguelike though where it's like it's going to be a different game the next time you play it yeah that's fair uh so is that the only one you've been playing then um a tiny bit of mario run yes uh, <laughs> i mean the game is like you can beat it over a lunch hour but i just want i'm at the last level and i uh i just want to beat it with the sound on so i, I never want to play it when i'm at home right the only time i was playing it was like at lunch for five minutes here and there right um so if that counts as a game i mean i don't know why not right um yeah what else uh i occasionally was i was playing i think i mentioned i played uh pilot wings with my wife that was funny <laughs> um yeah that pretty much uh a little bit of like other stuff here and there but no like there's no like game i'm trying to beat right now that i put so much more time into or anything yeah how about you i think uh i don't remember what you well i wrapped up on gunpoint um and that oh wow yeah well, it was only like a couple hours isn't it yeah it, it was around three and a half hours i think it took me and i think i'm an hour into it so i can yeah. probably do the same it's 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 a short game but it's it's simple and it's fun uh yeah. i i recommend it um yeah i thought it was fun um i can't remember if i mentioned time frame to you mm-hmm. i think i did that that was but that was part of the, yeah, the so. freedom bundle right um yeah, so I I finished Gunpoint and then I've moved on to Valkyria Chronicles, which uh, I'm. You mentioned. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I mentioned it on the the podcast, but. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I like that one a lot. It's it's a tactical game. 
uh, kind of along the same lines as Final Fantasy Tactics, except they've got uh, a really unique mechanic in that. Um, so, uh, in in Tactics, uh, it's turn based, and everyone gets their own turn, and a character doesn't get to act until their speed has tells them that they get to act again. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this one. It, you have access to, I think, like nine characters at once, and you can choose whichever one of those you're going to move. And after you right. do an action, you you could choose the same character to act a second time. Uh, right. So once all, okay. of, all, once all of your actions are used up, then it's the other person's turn. Um, okay. But you could oh, use cool. just okay. one person to act over and over and over. Um, okay. But the other thing that's unique about it is that when you choose to use uh, an action, uh, it goes into like a first-person shooter game, basically. Uh, and so it's up to you to like okay. run across the map and and try to hide behind cover and stuff and and uh, shoot your other target. And the whole time you're moving, the enemy might be shooting at you at the same time. So it that's okay. so that's why you have to like use cover and stuff is because you're actively getting shot at while you're running. So I don't okay. know. It it's it seems like a very unique mechanic and very cool. But um, because of this ability to just uh, use one character over and over, it it kind of seems to uh, lack um, refinement, I guess. Uh, in that you can just use one. It, depending on what the conditions are of the battle, you can just use one person to run straight across the map and capture the flag, and then you've won. Mm, uh, I'd have to play it, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. That sounds very broken to me. <laughs> the game has it, it, great it, ratings. It, it depends because sometimes, yeah. like the, the the condition for victory is capture the flag, but other times it's like defeat every enemy, and so it's 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 I more see. fun when it's defeat every enemy. Got it uh how how many hours are you into it uh steam says six but that's not accurate right it's like i i'm on chapter five i think and i i spent a lot of time this is actually the first time i've ever done this but the whole time i was playing through i'm i'm like stopping and taking notes on like what i like or don't like about the game right uh so I'm like actually trying to analyze the game as I'm playing it. So, uh, cool. So times in game is six hours, but I'm not six hours into this game. <laughs> Got it. Probably three or so. Yeah. Something like that. Cool. 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 All right then. All right. So I guess we'll wrap it up then for the day. For sure. What was your favorite video game magazine growing up? Uh, I, I liked, I guess the PlayStation magazine just because like I said the demo discs that came with it like the the first time I played Shadow of the Colossus was the demo for it and I remember spending a ton of time trying to climb up the tower at the very beginning so I don't know <laughs> uh, and, and this, that's fair yeah those those demos really made that game or re- really made really that made game the, magazine uh, I would agree I don't even remember really anything about the magazine except the demo discs and I remember the demo discs had occasionally they had like a import game that wasn't available like mm. Tell Concerto awesome awesome um, that was very cool uh, well for me I mean it's a no brainer obviously Nintendo Power was my 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 baby you know so yeah <laughs> cool alright let's uh, alright let's end so it so ends another Saturday morning yeah alright till next time later <laughs> <laughs>